My name is Rachel Tagesen, and you're listening to the Happy Teachers, Happy Students podcast. This is episode number one, six tips for calming the busy teacher mind. In today's episode, I will share my top six tips that will help calm the busy, chattering, often relentless mind of the teacher to help bring you more peace, more balance, more joy, and hopefully help you be a happier teacher. At the end of today's episode, I will lead you through a five-minute guided meditation that will help you with the last tip that I share, watching your thoughts. So you know how this goes. You're at work all day as a teacher, as an educator, you're really busy. You're taking care of so many things at once. The mind is constantly moving, but you're moving too. So you might not even realize how busy your mind is until you leave work and it's quiet, but the mind still is running, running, running. And nobody teaches us how to do that, how to take care of the mind so that when we're not at work, we can let go of the thoughts and feel peaceful and present and be with our family or our friends or to enjoy those moments outside of work without bringing all of our work thoughts with us. So often for me, this looks like I'm lying in bed. I want to go to sleep. I'm really tired, but I can't stop thinking about work. Uh, It could be something I said during the day that I'm replaying over and over in my mind and wishing I had done it differently. It could look like sitting there thinking about that student you had some problem with and how you want to address it the next day or a conflict you've had with a parent or colleague. The list goes on and on. Uh, It can even look like dreaming about work. I've had that where I have these nightmares about my kids um, acting out and not following directions. (laughs) It can mean or it can look like you waking up and first thing in the morning, your mind starts buzzing again. It's like all day you're working, you go home, you can't stop thinking about work, you go to bed, fall asleep thinking about work. So of course you wake up thinking about work or in the middle of the night, you wake up and you start buzzing again and thinking about all the things you have to do and you can't fall back asleep. You're totally consumed with work. You don't want to be, but you don't know how to stop. And that's the thing. Nobody teaches us how to quiet those thoughts. If you're buzzing and moving all day long, it makes sense that that continues when you get home. Why would it stop? So here are six tips that I've used that have worked for me. So let's start with number one. Tip number one, help your future self. This one is really straightforward. Do not leave work until your class is ready for the next teaching day. You're thinking of your future self. So I know it's so tempting, especially on a Friday when the day is over just to leave and just take care of some things over the weekend or when you come into work early Monday morning. I have done that so many times. And when Monday comes, I don't get to work early. I hit my alarm and then I end up feeling like I'm starting the week on a bad note. So just spend an extra half hour, maybe 45 minutes on Friday or whichever day of the week to make sure you're fully prepared for the next day. That's like taking a huge load off your mind, right? So if you go home Friday, yes, you're leaving later than everybody else. But when you go home, it's like, You can feel calm knowing you're ready come Monday. And what a great way to start your week, right? You're coming into school Monday morning knowing you're ready to go. You don't have to feel rushed or stressed. So that's my first tip. It's really straightforward. I think it's really easy to do. Tip number one, 
help your future self. Do not leave work until your class is ready for the next teaching day. Tip number two, setting boundaries at home. For me, this looks like not checking my work email. This was a hard habit to break because I liked responding to people really quickly and to parents really quickly. And I also liked that when I came in the next day, I had caught up on my emails. But the problem is I'm just continuing that busy teacher mind from the day and carrying it over into my personal home life. So it's really important to set boundaries. This is something I've been doing for several months. I do not check my work email at home. Okay. Obviously, there's exceptions to this rule, right? There's times where you have to check it, and I understand that. But try not to check it. Or if you need to, tell yourself, I'm going to spend just 20 minutes an afternoon when I'm home where I can check my work email. Don't check it before bedtime, though. Do it at a time where it's not close to your sleeping time. So that hour before sleep, don't do it then. Another thing with the setting boundaries at home I often, when I've had a tough day, want to come home and tell my husband everything that happened. And sometimes that feels good, right? We need someone that we can talk to, especially like someone we can confide in that doesn't work with us. And we know that we can trust them, that we can tell them, and they're not going to share it with anyone. So you can tell yourself, hey, you know what? 20 minutes. I'm going to tell my husband, I'm going to tell my partner, my dog, whatever. 20 minutes to talk with your friends, your family, whomever about something related to work. And then when those 20 minutes are up, you're done. And to be honest, like after 20 minutes, I think we're just getting a little too caught up in the drama, at least from my point of view. I find that if I'm talking about work longer than 20 minutes, I'm usually like repeating, starting to repeat things I've already said and maybe getting a little too dramatic. And also think of the other person. They probably don't really want to hear about work longer than 20 minutes. Uh, especially people that aren't teachers, they they don't always relate or understand entirely. So setting that boundary, if you need to talk about work, that's fine. I understand. But try and set it to like a 20-minute limit. Another thing, don't check Pinterest or teachers pay teachers when you're home. You don't need to do that. Those are black holes. Well, at least Pinterest is. So set a boundary. When I'm home, I don't go on those websites. I need to take a break. I need to have that balance. So setting a boundary at home. Also think of the message you're sending to others, right? If you have colleagues who've been emailing you and you're responding right away at eight o'clock at night, they're going to start to learn that they write you and that you're not going to respond right away. And it might actually cut back on the amount of emails you receive from parents and colleagues because they're going to start to recognize, oh, you know what? Rachel's not writing me back until 8.30 the next day when I know she's at work. So maybe I'll wait and write her then. So tip number two, setting boundaries at home. Tip number three, the 10 minute rule. Okay. So this happened to me the other night. Uh, My class was acting out spring fever fair, but it was really bugging me. So I'm lying in bed. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep and I just can't. I kept thinking about how irritated I was. They weren't listening to me at all. I need to have a plan of attack for the next day. And I was just thinking like, I got to get this down. I want to have like the perfect plan. So when I come in tomorrow, I feel confident and in control. And I just kept playing things over and over and over in my mind. And finally, I told myself, listen, this has to stop. You need to go to sleep. So I gave myself 10 minutes. I looked at my alarm clock and I said, you have 10 minutes to just think as much as you want about this. And then when those 10 minutes are up, you're done obsessing. 
So 10 minute rule. And I'm going to give you a tip later on that will help you because you're probably thinking, okay, yeah, 10 minutes, I get it. But then when I'm the time's up, how do I stop obsessing? That's the thing is the tangible, like how to do it. I'll explain that in the next uh, few, few tips. So let's just go back. Tip number one, helping your future self. Tip number two, setting boundaries at home. Tip number three, the 10 minute rule. Next tip, number four, this one works really well. It's called the gratitude sleep trick. So this is for those times when you just can't fall asleep at night. My mom gave me this one. So at bedtime, it's simple. You're lying there. You can't think about anything but work. Redirect your thoughts and start just naming all of the things you're grateful for. It really does work. Every time I've done this, I fall asleep. I've done it on planes when I want to sleep and I can't. I use it when I'm lying in bed. It helps. So you're lying there. You can't think about anything but work. You just have to retrain your brain. If you've been going to sleep for a long time every night, and thinking about work every time, your mind is in the habit of thinking about work. You're simply retraining yourself and it will take time. So be kind to yourself. So tip number four, at bedtime, start just thinking about all the things you're grateful for. That often can really help you just slowly go off to sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, first thing in the morning, we often start thinking about all the things we have to do for our work day. So again, changing the mind changing the habits of the mind. When you wake up, again, maybe you start thinking about things you're grateful for. It could be three to five things. That's it. You wake up in the morning. First thing I'm grateful for. Oh, it's sunny outside. Number two, I'm grateful for my partner sleeping next to me or my dog, whatever. So tip number four is the gratitude sleep trick. When you go to sleep, just start thinking of all the things you're grateful for. When you wake up, just name three to five things you're grateful for as you're getting up out of bed. All right, let's move on to tip number five, the sacred bed routine. Okay, we all know this one. It's really, you know, we've heard it over and over again, but it does help. So this one is another one that's really straightforward and you can do it. Tech off. Don't be on your phone. Do not be checking your emails. None of that for an hour before you sleep. It really does help. So you have this sacred time. An hour before you sleep, there's no tech. Read a calming book. Don't read a book about how to be a better teacher or something related to teaching. Something that's like an easy, light read that's going to help bring you more peace of mind, not make the mind busier. So I even try to avoid like those self-help books like... Um, even Brene Brown or something like that, they're great. But I find that if I'm reading them, I'm like processing so much that my mind kind of starts working more and it doesn't quite calm me. So they're great books, but they're the books that get your mind buzzing a little more because you're starting to think about, ooh, how can I do this? Or, oh, that's a great idea. I want to do this. And it kind of hypes you up. So calming book, an hour before you go to bed, technology is off. That means no TV, no computer, no phone. And then be in your bed at least 30 minutes before your sleepy time. I call it sleepy time. So like, I'm a little extreme. I need eight and a half hours of sleep. I know that sounds a little cuckoo, but it really, that's how I roll. So I'm in bed. I know I need to be asleep, say by 10, I'll go into bed at nine and I'll lay in bed. I'll read. Maybe I end with a little meditation, but giving yourself that nice cushion of time to just kind of calm the body 
Another thing that helps a lot is having your thermostat set at a pretty low temperature so that you have a nice cool room. So tip number five is the sacred bed routine. We've all heard it over and over again. It's one of those things that we know is good for us, but we don't always do it. So it's just kind of like making ourselves to start doing the stuff that we know helps ourselves. All right, let's move on to tip number six, watching your thoughts. Now, this one's a little bit more vague, and I will end today's podcast with a meditation that's going to help you with number six and actually all all of these tips. But tip number six, watching your thoughts. So I started doing this where I told myself when I'm not at work, I'm going to let go of my work thoughts. I need to be a little bit more vigilant, right? So sometimes we get into this place where we don't even realize we're thinking about work. So it's just watching your mind a little bit more. Notice when you're thinking about work and you redirect the mind. So let me tell you how I do this. So say I wake up and I start thinking about work, right? Okay, you've done, oh, I'm going to think about the things I'm grateful for. And then you start thinking about work again. I just notice, okay, I'm thinking about work. And then I redirect my attention to maybe my breath. And I can feel my breath moving in and out. And I can even think to myself in and out as I'm breathing. So tip number six, this one's a little bit trickier. If you don't do meditation, this one might not make total sense, but it actually, I find is the most important of all these tips. I saved it for the end because I want to end today's podcast with an actual guided meditation that will teach you how to notice your thoughts and gently redirect your mind to your breath so that you calm the mind, the nervous system's being calmed down so that you don't start panicking, thinking, worrying, and getting caught up in the mind and feeling hopeless. Uh, I'll never be able to let these thoughts go. This is just the way I am. No, it can change. It takes time. So let's summarize. Tip number one, helping your future self. Don't leave work until you're ready for your next teaching day. Tip number two, setting boundaries. This might look like not checking your work email, not going on Pinterest, not looking at teachers pay teachers, limiting your talk time about work to maybe 20 minutes. Tip number three, that 10 minute rule. If you just can't stop thinking about work, then you'd give yourself 10 minutes where you have the freedom to just think. Yep, not stopping it, letting it go. Yep, 100%, 10 minutes, I can think about whatever I want with work. Tip number four, the gratitude sleep trick. So falling asleep, thinking about all the things you're grateful for. And then when you wake up in the morning, you start your day by thinking of three to five things you're grateful for. Tip number five is that sacred bed routine. Coming into the bedroom, tech off, cool room, calming book, giving yourself the kind of setup that's going to help you sleep better. And then for me, what I think is the most helpful tip is number six, watching your thoughts. So we're going to end today's podcast with a five minute meditation on watching your thoughts. Let's get started. Start by sitting comfortably. You can be sitting in a chair. You can sit cross-legged on the floor. Or you can lie down. And if it feels good for you, you can close your eyes. And I just want you to start by taking a deep inhalation, filling up the belly, breathing in. And then pause and slowly breathing out. Two more times, 
deep belly breath in. Pause and slow exhalation out. Last one, breathing in. Stop and long, slow exhale. And I'd like you to place one or two hands on your belly and just start to feel the breath moving in and out. The belly gets big as you breathe in, feeling it move against your hands. And when you breathe out, the belly contracts and the hands move towards the spine. So just start there, breathing in, feeling the breath moving the belly against the hands, and breathing out, just focusing on the feeling of the breath moving in the body and the hands feeling the breath. Naturally, thoughts will start to appear no judgment, that's okay. And just notice the thoughts. You can even label them thinking. And then bring your attention back to the feeling of the breath against the hands. When another thought comes up, again, no judgment. Just kindly label it thinking. And then start over again, feeling the breath against the hands. In and out. And every time a thought comes up, no judgment, it's totally normal, label it thinking, and then redirect your mind back to the feeling of the breath. If your mind is especially busy, as it often is, because we're human, when you breathe in, you can even think peace, and when you breathe out, you can think calm. This might help focus your mind even more. Peace. Calm. And again, just gently notice the thoughts and label them thinking and start over again. Breathing in peace. Breathing out, calm. If you've been thinking, it's okay. Sometimes we don't even notice. But once you become aware, just Gently let it go with the label thinking and begin again, peace, calm. Peace. Calm. Um.
And then you can gently release your hands. Let go of the thinking. And you can open your eyes. So this meditation you can use any time that you find you have that busy mind. So if you're going to sleep and you can't stop the thoughts, remember, just notice them, redirect your thinking to the feeling of your breath. It might even help to think peace and calm. I hope that this meditation brought you more peace and calm. And I hope that all of you feel happier so that you can have happier students. Until next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Getting positive reviews on Apple Podcasts helps my show get discovered by new listeners. So I hope that you all feel happier and in turn have happier students. Until next time.